Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Thursday, January 5th. And Mark and I, this is our first time recording. It's actually Tuesday as we record this. And it is our first time together in over two weeks. And Mark had the worst holiday break ever. I mean, you did all of that terrible pre-planning so that we could have two weeks off. And what happened to you, Mark? Uh, it's been nonstop sickness over here. That's that's what happened. It started with Theo and quickly made its way to me, and I still am not quite right. Oh, God. It's a lot of antibiotics. I'm, I'm now on my second round of antibiotics. There's been some steroids mixed in. It's been uh, like uh, one hit after another. So, I mean, I'm so sorry. And I felt so bad. And I kept, I kept checking in like, how are you? And, and it was never good. I mean, you sound better today than a week. When did you and Karen and I have that meeting? It was right in the beginning. So it must have been like the 19th, 20th or something. And so you looked terrible. You looked awful. And I was so worried. And I kept saying, I guess he must have COVID again. That's what I thought to myself. Well, he's got COVID again. But no, you didn't. You just have something worse that you can't really get rid of and is untreatable right now. Today's, today is day one of a, a new 10-day uh, supply of antibiotics. So this is your third? This is the second round of antibiotics. It mix in the middle was a round, a six-day round of steroids. Right. So antibiotics with a chaser of steroids, and now back to the OG. The, you're doing another shot of antibiotics. I still have your Christmas present and your present from Greece. Everything's in my closet. I was going to go down right before the holidays, gang. And Mark's like, "Do not come down. Everyone in this household is sick." And I was like, "No, good. I'm not going." Stay away. Oh, God. Uh, well, here's to better health. I was just on the phone with my sister talking about how we, every one of us, we have to take good care of ourselves. I'm not talking about weight loss, which is an annoying metric, which I always, of course, pounce on because I'm crazy. But I'm really talking about just good health. I feel like there was um, many of us went through COVID. And I mean, I was very healthy during COVID. I did really well. And then like, you know, you get off track and now back on track. Good health. That's what we're hoping for. So, Mark, you're going to take care of yourself. And uh, I'm going to have a nonstop supply of chicken soup sent to you on a, on a road. You're going to have a subscription to the 2nd Avenue Deli. I'm dying to get on the Peloton. I have not been on the Peloton in uh, about three weeks now. Wow. Mm, that's a lot for you. 
also it's January. So you know what that means. The book's coming out and Mark has been so helpful and working this through and the great money reset is it's just around the corner for everyone. You know what? Uh, the publisher kind of wrote a nasty n- note to me, right, Mark? Am I right that my editor was like, oh, you don't have a lot of pre-orders. Yeah, I'm sorry, George. I love you. But like that was a kind of a whiny, no, that's all you have. And so I would encourage everyone to just help me get my editor off my back. <laughs> Please. The Great Money Reset. Change your work. Change your wealth. Change your life. You know, and I was thinking about The Great Money Reset and how you guys have all inspired it. And, you know, it always starts with um, this idea of resetting has to start with understanding where you stand. And I think that our approach to that is not just you know, give me your assets, give me your liabilities, but also like a conversation about emotionally, where do you stand? And so we have a lot of drill down actual steps you can take for how to really make a difference in your financial life. And so please go ahead, go to the website, jillonmoney.com and pre-order the Great Money Reset. Mark, is that a strong enough ask? I mean, I know our numbers. So if every subscriber to this podcast pre-ordered the book, George would be very happy. But I don't even need everyone. But how about like, even if half of you, if you really love the show, it would be so great. You haven't paid a nickel for the show. Not yet. (laughs) Stop it. Uh, Not for the, no, because I like that it's free. I like that it's just fun and it's free and anyone can tune in when they want. But if you, it's like a tip jar. If you want to have a tip jar for Jill and Mark, it would be very nice if you would pre-order the book. So could you do that this week? It's a new, it's a new year. It's a new you. It's not that expensive. You know, for 25 bucks, you're going to get a lot of information. I think it's really fun. It's a fun read. Okay. Let's do some emails today, Mark, because we can. Here we go. Let's talk uh, about these emails. They're piling up. We thank you very much. Oh, I love that someone sent this on December 24th at seven o'clock in the morning. So it's Christmas Eve morning, 7.07 a.m. Gotta love that. Jerry writes, I would like to leave my money after I pass to my niece and her two children. My question is, now that she's in a relationship, she's recently engaged to a gentleman and his four children, how can I determine or how can I direct, I think it's a question, that my money only goes to, now I determine that my mom to only go to my nephew and his children and not to be distributed to the new fiance. I think she means he means niece. So he wants to make sure that the money he leaves goes to his blood heir and her kids from the previous relationship, not to the new relationship. Okay, here's the, you, it is so easy to do this, okay? He says, I'm 66 years old. I'm in good health. This decision is keeping me awake. Don't be, Jerry, come on. This is not something you should be keeping you awake. Here's what you do. And it's incredibly easy. Number one, you go to an estate attorney. I don't know that where you live, but you go to an estate attorney, a qualified estate planning attorney where you live in your state, and you draft a document that is a trust document. Now, why is this important? Because when your blood heir receives the money through the trust, it is shielded from the marriage. And you can even make a distinction. You can say, I'm leaving it to my niece and her two children. Like, so if your niece were to, God forbid, predecease you, it just goes to her two children. You can even have a trust that says, I want the money to go to my niece and upon her death to her two children only, and really uh, delineates those uh, choices. If you just leave it as part of your estate, you can't do it. And it's a little bit tricky because 
you know, there's there's a couple of assets that may not flow as beautifully into a trust. For example, a retirement plan is usually an, you have to have a named individual, not the trust. But again, an estate attorney will help you get through this. It will not keep you awake. It's so easy to do. I cannot encourage people enough to just get their blank together and make sure that these documents are in place because you know what, gang? It's easy to do and hard to correct after the fact. I have dealt with this in my own life. I know this. I've had clients in the past when I used to have clients. It's so hard to fix it after the fact. So let's do it before. And so, Jerry, I'm sorry you're losing sleep, but we're going to solve it and you get a good night's sleep. And that's so good. Okay. We got that. Estate attorney. Next, Stevie. Love your podcast. My mother-in-law has a whole life policy. The policy has a face amount of $100,000. Paid up additional insurance is $28,000. Termination dividend, $1,300. Okay, total death benefit, $130,000. The total cash value at the moment is $55,000. So this is the mother-in-law, right? They pay an annual premium of two grand. The prudential policy has two supplementary benefits, living needs and a wave of premium, meaning um, I think that if you need it during your life, you can access the money. And if you become disabled, they waive premium. Okay. My mother-in-law signed up for the policy 25 to 30 years ago. Okay. She's retired. She lives with him and his wife. Okay. And they're two teen kids. She's 70. She has social security about four or 500 bucks a month. She has about $25,000 in savings. My wife and I, mid forties, will support her as she gets older. Oh my God. They have about $4 million in savings and investment. My question, should we keep paying the premium on this insurance policy? Cash it out. If we were to receive the death benefit, we would probably just invest it. We don't really need the 130. Uh, You know what? I think this is a no brainer, Mark. I don't know what you think, but I think uh, we get out of this policy. She doesn't need the life insurance. It won't matter. We don't have to. And and if there's some reason that you think that perhaps, again, if you dig into this, if you say that the the two um, supplementary benefits, if those living needs benefit is actually like a long-term care rider, see if that's the case. And if that's the case, if there's some long-term care aspect of it, I wouldn't keep paying the premium, but I would just have whatever the amount is in the policy that would keep it in force. But otherwise, mm, give me the money and let's move on. Okay, here's Joey. Joey is an avid listener to the pod. And he says, I can't believe, tell you how much our household appreciates your advice and expertise. You know what? I You can tell me just by pre-ordering the book, Joey, and everyone else. Okay. That's enough, Jill. I was hoping to get your insights. Um, I'm vested in a pension retirement system. I'm likely at least 20 years away from retirement. Should I stay in the option through retirement? I would receive my earned pension, paid health insurance. Oh, my God. For the remainder of my life. I've started receiving some private sector job opportunities that are outside of the pension system. Mm -hmm. Offer alternative retirement options with varied benefits. I'm wondering under what circumstances should we consider remaining in the pension system versus perhaps considering other options. I know that you've advocated for the value of pension benefits previously because we are so envious of people with their pensions. You know, the question that he ends with is really interesting. I'm wondering when leaving is worth more than staying. Now, the thing that I would like to know is what's the offer? What else is, what's the alternative? Because that will make the choosing a lot clearer. But if without that note, without knowing that, we can't. So what I want you to think about is this. 
if you have two different offers and let's just say like you're making $100,000 a year in the pension system and you're like, wow, this private sector job is $130,000. I can almost tell you off the bat, that won't do it. So the pension benefit is huge. We need to know what the alternative is and what happens if you stay in the system? How much does the pension accumulate and what it means down the line? So we need more information. And does he hate his job? I know. Don't hate. I hope you don't because really staying in those pension jobs, it's fantastic. Sorry. Uh, Demi listens to the podcast and she says, um, I encourage people to get their estate planning documents in place. Yeah. Okay. I have a young daughter and I want to make sure she's financially equipped to have a good life if I were to pass away. I've tried to get life insurance, but heard that my medical history of melanoma and occasional social smoking mm, made the cost for the policy a lot. Uh, so it was a $750,000 policy at 340 bucks a month. Okay. I didn't follow through the policy. Let me just say that she's 37 year old female. Do you have advice on how I can get adequate life insurance? Uh, she works for the federal government. She's got a uh, life insurance that covers the cost of funeral. Nothing that will help my daughter. Is there any way to buy more life insurance? That's number one. Number two, um, you know what? I would go and see like what else you have going on in your life. Is it m maybe, you know, you can essentially look at your other saving and investing and use that, but you should go shop around and you should go through like policy genius, see what happens when you complete the form. But I think that you're going to have to be very clear that you could get rated again. And depending on your personal situation, what else is going on, we might tell you to pay that extra money for a year or two and then reapply. All right. Here is um, an email. Uh, you ready for the name? Mark, you like this? Lady Macbeth. <laughs> I'm new to doing something, anything with my money. I love your show. Jill is hilarious and brilliant. Mark, you have to read that. Mark seems like a generous, even upbeat person. Oh, Jesus. They don't know you at all. Must be a new listener. Even. You're not even upbeat. You're not at all. Thank you for listening daily. Lady Macbeth is 47. She's single. She's got no kids. She lives in Brooklyn and she works for a theater. I love the purpose and work with amazing artists, but understaffed and you know, it's grueling for her. She recently has gotten a big upgrade. She makes $110,000. And she says, I would treasure your comments on my money moves. My 403B is with Fidelity. Uh, so I've opened other accounts there. Good? Sure. Fidelity is great. 403B is fully funded for two years in a row, 30 grand index funds. Now she's putting in a target date fund at the advice of an advisor. So it stays rebalanced. Using rebalancing is, unless rebalancing is something you, okay. I think for a 403B with 30 grand, a target date fund is fine. So we got that. A target, the re, rebalancing just means that if you start off with an allocation that's like 50% stocks, 40% bonds, 10% cash, and you go through 2022 where everything turns upside down, your allocation's out of whack. So rebalancing just means moving some from one part to another. So if your stock position got down and all of a sudden your stocks are 40% of your portfolio and the bond position is now 60%, you want to switch it, you just rebalance into your original allocation. That's what rebalancing is. Number two, there's a brokerage account that has $100,000, which is being professionally managed. The fees were over $1,000. Is that normal? Yeah, it's true. 
that that is normal. Um, they tax loss harvested $4,000. Can I tax loss harvest on my own? Sure, but you actually have to do it. It means selling assets for a loss against anything that has a gain, and you get to deduct $3,000 of losses against ordinary income, which is awesome, which is kind of great. Uh, she says, I had no life this year and contributed forty grand to that big brokerage account. So one is the 403B, that's good. Two, the brokerage, it's fine. I mean, look, I need to talk to you more, Lady Macbeth, about your professional management. You could do it on your own, but it's like, do you want to do it on your own? Let's see. There's another brokerage account. This is number three, item number three, a $5,000 brokerage account. <laughs> the broker, the advisor says, do a test. Keep the above brokerage account managed. Stop contributing. Open another brokerage account for surplus I have, but use a target date fund so it stays rebalanced. That seems redonkulous. And I would not use a target date fund in a taxable account. I would not use that. I agree with Mark. So I think that second brokerage account, don't need that. And then there's a Roth. I don't know if it's the same advisor. $38,000 with fees over $500. I moved to target date fund at the advice of my advisor. I fully funded my Roth. Oh my God. Lady Macbeth has a pension. The Macbeth family, of course, has a great pension plan. About $600 a month that she would receive, a deferred annuity. She's like, I don't know why I have this. She has an HSA, social security benefit, a lot of information. Lady Macbeth, I want to know more about the advisor. So before you do that, I, I would be delighted if you came on the air and just came on. You can be Lady Macbeth on the air. Here's what I'm thinking. If you want advice um, or if you just, let me just say this. If you just want asset management, you can use a robo, meaning an automatic platform that does rebalancing and tax loss harvesting for you. Betterment, Vanguard, uh, Schwab, they have them. Okay. And it's very easy and at a fraction of the fee. So you're paying about 1%, a little bit more right now for your management. Uh, this would be a quarter of 1%. And you do it all in one place. And you take that deferred annuity. I have no idea where you got it. My advisor advised when I said, how much should I do with an extra 20? Your advisor said to put money in a deferred annuity, which means I'm going to fire the advisor. So the deferred annuity is stupid and you don't need it, and you're in a low tax bracket. So sorry, you didn't do something stupid. The advisor gave you bad advice, okay? Uh, the HSA, never. she never gets sick. What do you think, Mark, about the HSA? Where should we put that money? I was thinking sort of more balanced, no? I would be aggressive with it. If she's, if you know, she's not going to, I don't think she's going to use this for, for any health needs. I think this is more like a, an investment vehicle. So I would kind of be aggressive with it. Okay. Mark says be aggressive. So yeah, you can use, you know, one of these Vanguard market funds she's got, right? She has, she has VOO, VU. I, I would throw everything in VU for now. VU, voodoo. Okay. I like that voodoo that you do, Lady Macbeth. Okay. You got, you're in good shape. I think we just need a new person and you got a good money and you're not, I mean, of course I'd like you to have a life. This just seems crazy. Okay. You ready for the last question? Mark. Here we go. How do I advocate for a significant raise? I've been the subject of salary stagnation for years. It has a domino effect on net worth. I'm burnt out and down, uh, especially after the pandemic revealed the ridiculous salaries of the execs. Oy, that's a longer question. I don't want to do that on the show. I want to do it with you on the air. And so that I would, because we need to role play that. Here's Matt. The subject is a suggestion. Ready? I've enjoyed listening to your podcast almost daily since the COVID pandemic started and think you and your team are doing great work. Me and my team, me and Mark, that's us. This may not be relevant for some 
who, like me, see 50 in the rearview mirror. But I think it could be a good idea for the younger listeners. The idea is to increase 401k deferrals by 1% per year time to their wage and salary increases. I love that idea. Fantastic, Matt. I think that's a great idea. He says, I think that many 401k record keepers have systems that make it easy to do. It's true. And I think it is good. And I think that whenever we have someone who's gotten a raise, what we try to do is we say, you can enjoy some of it, but save some of it. And the easiest way to automatically make sure that you have that money is to very quickly establish a way to make it a 401k contribution. Knock that contribution level up by one, two, three percent. Get it going. That's the uh, that's the the one percent challenge. The one percent challenge. Who was that? Brent Weiss. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe get him on the show again. So you see, it's like the first day back. I'm very upbeat. Mark's still a little bit under the weather. So cut him some slack. Everyone, put some good juju in the air for Mark. We need him to get better fast. So he is his usual exciting and upbeat self. Even upbeat. Even upbeat. Don't forget to go to the website, jillonmoney.com. By the way, when you pre-order the Great Money Reset, you're going to be invited to our first ever live webinar. It's very exciting. So I forgot to say that when I was trying to get you to buy the book. So there's something that you'll get for free and it's going to be very exciting. Okay, as always, even in 2023, lift someone up today. It's going to make that person feel good. It's going to make you feel good. Our mantra for 2023 is just borrowing from the book. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 